Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, an evolved perspective on life with dogs. Well, it's all Great to be here today. Welcome to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes. What a great day to take your dog for a walk. Eric? Amen to that, yeah. Got a little bit of sun peeking out, and I think a lot of us could use some time to clear our heads. So Go out. Take nothing some, like a nice dog walk yeah, to do take that. Take some deep breaths and uh, connect with your dog. Cherish the things that are important to Mm -hmm. you in life. And obviously everybody listening to this show believes that their dogs in their lives are important to them. So Some of the best. Today I'm like, ah, so grateful for dogs today. (laughs) You know who energizes and inspires me? Besides dogs? (laughs) Yeah. Who I really, really value and celebrate with passionate festivity. Well, I I know there's a few people, so I'm going to let you just tell me (laughs) rather than take a stab in the dark. Brilliant women. Mm -hmm. They should inspire us all. Mm -hmm. That's where it's at for me. I've had the opportunity to talk with so many on this show. Alexander Horowitz, Dr. Donna Kelleher, Temple Grandin. And I'm thrilled to welcome two brilliant women today. Uh, we're going to start with Diana Laverdeur Dunetz, who is the co-author with Dr. Jean Dodds, who will be joining us later in the show, of uh, two books who I've had Dr. Dodds on, uh, Canine Neutrogenomics and The Canine Thyroid Epidemic. These two women have co-authored these very, very brilliant books. And I'm thrilled to talk about the new project that they have launching now. And uh, so that's the this course called, it's an online course called Complete Canine Nutrition uh, that Dr. Jean Dodds and Diana have uh, created and they're launching now. And one thing that these two have in common is that they have devoted their lives to healing, their professional lives, to healing animals and to educating humans about how to care for their pets in a way that promotes health, actually. In a world where information can be scrambled by sensationalism and where action can be muted by fear, I'm thrilled to devote yet another episode of The Dog Show with Julie Forbes to a valuable, positive resource in our community. We do, after all, perpetuate what we focus on in general, So there are two clear voices in an industry muddled with a lot of bad information about what is healthy food for our dogs and cats. And I've talked so much about this over the years, the importance of nutrition to general health and also to the role fresh food plays in resolving behavioral problems working with dogs in my area of expertise of dog behavior. We cannot look at behavioral challenges without looking at health and therefore diet of the animal with the issue. We just can't separate health from nutrition. I appreciate that it takes a certain level of ferocity to insist your voice be heard, especially as a woman, through the noise of any established long-running machine. Ferocity has not been a trait historically celebrated in women, but it is a trait that more and more women identify with, and it's important that we support it when we see it operating in its highest good. 
I am so inspired to highlight women in this world who make a positive difference, women who express leadership and power in a way women do so well, which is by empowering others. So I'm really focused on what I'm passionate about today. And I ask you all to think about what are you passionate about in your life. Today and every day, we need to breathe fire into what lights us up. And with that, I welcome Diana Lavender-Dunetz, who is the co-author of Canine Nutrigenomics and the Canine Thyroid Epidemic, and also known as the Pet Food Diva. Diana, welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. It is just awesome to be with you today, Julie. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so... So I have talked about a couple of your books on the show, but I was talking with your co-author, Dr. Jean Dodds, who will be joining us uh, a little bit later to talk about your new endeavor, Complete Canine Mm -hmm. Nutrition, this online course that I'm so excited to take myself. And it is uh, launching now, and uh, the website is myhealthydog.dog. Now, this is the Hmm. first dot dog that I've heard of. How cool is that? I mean, we think it's cool, definitely. I mean, just uh, if you could just put dot dog on the end of something, it's just going to make you feel better <laughs> automatically, right? Um, so, so now you have been doing work. Um, you have a master's degree in animal science. You have been uh, working with people and their dogs to formulate. Uh, oftentimes, these dogs are ill, unfortunately. And that is what uh, sort of propels people to connect with you. And you help formulate diets for dogs that helps help them heal. Uh, yes. And, you know, I'm really, truly blessed to do that and to connect with people all over the world who feel the same way that we do about our dogs. I mean, my, my 16-year-old, German, at least 16-year-old German Shepherd Mix, who's with me here now, is um, my inspiration, and when I work with someone, I know that they feel that exact same way about their companion, and they put their trust in me to partner with them for their dog's health and nutrition. And it just, it really is a blessing to be able to do that. And, you know, if, if I could share a quick story with you, because I think people might relate to it. We love stories. Um, okay, well, you know, I wasn't always a canine nutritionist. Um, You know, I actually started out as a writer and wrote for uh, one of the, you know, one of the types of media I wrote for were were dog publications because I've always loved dogs. Um, However, in January 6, 2002, uh, my dog adopted me and he was quite ill. He came from the shelter. He'd been there at least six months. He had, um, you know, he had colitis. He had skin issues. He had, oh, horrible GI things going on. And, and you know, back in 2002, there really weren't the resources there are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there were maybe a couple of books, Dr. Richard Pickcairn, you know, Bless His Heart. And, uh, you know, that was really about it. And, and we didn't have the all the Internet websites. So something just inside of me, common sense, I guess you could call it, told me that nutrition would be a very big part of Chase's uh, answer to his 
to his problems. So I went seeking and searching and made changes and through trial and error. And, you know, the colitis medication he was on twice daily, maybe he takes twice yearly now, one pill if he has a, a, a upset stomach. Um, you know, he, I think the fact that he's 16 years old and, and a happy guy, uh, you know, it's it sort of the proof is in the pudding that, that nutrition is, uh, you know, does play a large role. And, and what occurred was as I went through that journey with him and saw those results, my focus became more and more on writing about canine nutrition as opposed to just writing or writing about other dog topics. Mm -hmm. And that led to a master's in animal science, and that led to my partnership with Dr. Dodd, and that led to all of the people I get to work with now and all of the dogs I get to uh, help now. And, And that will always be Chase's uh, legacy, and I'm very blessed to have that. So that's my story. It's so great because it's something that um, is, I've heard a lot with people who, you know, end up really contributing to this population and in the world of of living with dogs and having dogs as part of our families and, 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 you know, how to care for them and educating people and and uh, or or if it's you know all these different applications where where an organization or a business or a book or whatever it's been has really been inspired by one dog you know a dog it's like it started with a dog and there's something so oh so many words to describe the connection that we have with our animals and it kind of it can really help us to see uh you know and and inspire us like oh oh gosh and so you have this sort of direct experience with your dog and it's really powerful and then you take it into the world and you end up making such a huge difference for so many other people and dogs in so many different ways and in your case it's really helping to people to be equipped with the information that they need to provide for their dogs, um, you know, optimum health. I mean, what is there if we don't have our health? That's exactly correct. And I, I wish there were, you know, there had been a me out there when I was looking at it because, you know, the major thing that I sense in people when they first contact me, and I, I think it's like this anytime you're dealing with a loved one who. Um, has compromised health is, is, is we're afraid and we're confused. Yep. And, and oftentimes we're wondering, if you're the caretaker, am I partially responsible for this? Um, and so to have someone be, you know, to say, okay, this is where we are now, but we can get a whole lot better than this, uh, is, is really an empowering type of thing. Yeah. And I love doing that on an individual basis and and. and fortunate to do that uh, with people and dogs all over the world, from yeah. Singapore to Cyprus. Um, it, it's really a wonderful thing that, you know, I, I can be anywhere and help the dog in person anywhere. But I think we can reach so many more people even through this online, really, so this, is, this course is the first of what will be many, just this online educational center. Um, where you know they can people can trust what they learn from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can 
take what you want and leave what you want and apply what you want, but you can trust it all. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that's very important because although there was practically no information out there when I started, um, there is certainly a plethora of information now, but there's baggage that comes with that because um, I know firsthand from the clients I speak with that many of them have been miseducated mm-hmm. and need to be re-educated. Yeah. And that's, you know, that that has its own danger. Yeah. Well, we were talking a bit, um, you and I, about the, you know, I was talking about the kind of past shows and m- my experience with the pet food industry and, you know, we were kind of both in agreement that, that we're not focusing or that your focus is not on what is wrong with the pet food industry. And there's a lot of people who are really bring voice to that aspect of this, this beast <laughs> of, yeah. uh, of pet food and the, the nasty ingredients and the blah, 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 blah. Right. But it's like, okay, we know that this doesn't, that, that this is, this is broken. This isn't working. Um, you and Dr. Dodds, and I actually was one of the participants in this survey. You sent out a survey a while back. Yeah, uh, a year ago. <laughs> yeah, and really asked people what their questions were, what their needs were, what their perspectives were. And you said that one of the really clear messages was that that there's this fear that has been instilled in people that dogs shouldn't eat fresh food, that it's, and I, you know, people tell me this all the time. I am always asking people what they're feeding their dog because I work with behavior. So it's like, Mm. you got to look at health. You got to look at every factor that's, you know, everything that's coming into the system. Right. And so I'm always talking to people about pet food and how for years and, um, and people always tell me, not always, but, you know, consistently, consistently th- over the years, well, almost, you know, like like I'm going to be happy to hear this. Well, and I never feed him people food. I never yeah. feed him people food. And I'm like, okay, mm. this whole concept of people food versus dog food. And, you know, and there is, there's this like, it's this sort of like weird, like it's almost you know, you're not supposed to feed people food. And if you do, that's bad. It's bad for behavior and health. It, spo- it spoils the dog. You know, there really is this sort of, yes. you know, negative um, association and sort of mis- misunderstanding of uh, sort of the deal with like, you know what a dog's body is designed to eat is fresh food, <laughs> not brown pellets. <laughs> I'm not a conspiracy theorist, conspiracy theorist, but it, it, it would make a good one because it does seem like a grand a conspiracy that somehow food has been identified as belonging to the human race. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, it, 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 we've capitalized on that. Yeah. And, you know, I have a blog post called My Beef with People Food, and I, I think what the pet food industry um, has successfully done is they've capitalized on the fact they capitalized on equating the term people food with junk food. And in that respect, they are correct. There's Dogs some truth to that. There's food. some truth to that, unfortunately, too, in this country. Right. You know, and, and I always, I, I really always say, if you want to know how healthy a dog is, look at how healthy it's, the person is. Mm. I don't, I never say owner, how healthy the human is. Mm-hmm. And you will know how healthy the dog is. Because 
if I'm giving my dog people's food, which that's all he eats anyway, um, I'm not giving him, you know, bacon, grease, and pizza. Right. So, or in potato chips. So in that respect, I think they've done a really good marketing job of equating that term people food with junk food. But we should be equating the term people food with, like you said, fresh, wholesome, real food. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just great that there's more and more resources um, out there. You know, I was around in the industry 10 and 15 years ago, and there really wasn't, it was kind of just getting started. And there were those, you know, handful of books um, out there, you know, um, the Barf Diet and the uh, yeah, Ian Billinghurst uh-huh. and, and Dr. Pitcairn, uh-huh. who you brought up. And, <clears throat> but as far as uh, different products that are ver- that are available out, you know, other than kibble, there's this whole uh, category in this this pet food market that is, you know, freeze dried foods, frozen raw foods, cooked foods, dehydrated foods. You know, all of these options that give people um, the convenience factor, but sort of the benefit of less processing. And I think that from my experience, both personally and also with my clients, is that there's a lack of resource for people to have access to home-prepared diets that are, because people think it's like, oh, you can't just get hamburger meat and rice and, you know, cook it up because you've got to get, you know, the organ meats and the fatty acids and the the vegetables and all that kind of stuff. You know, you don't want to be missing a trace for mineral or you know, all that stuff that, you know, you know, that's your expertise, but I, I'm not aware of, um, of really a strong presence for that. Like, Hey, it's super, it's really cost effective too, to, if you have the time to, to get the ingredients and make your own food and there's no question what's going in it, but we got to know what is going to be healthy, you know, so that we're not missing any bases. And then also, like for you, I'm sure that you've, when you're working with ill dogs, like you, you don't just give every client the same recipe, you know? I'm no, sure not you'd... by a long shot. Yeah. Every dog is an individual, just mm-hmm. like every person. And, you know, when we are dealing with ill dogs, there is even more education because people, just as, just as if you're dealing with an ill person who likely, you know, you have a particular condition, if you have kidney disease or particular types of uh, stones and, you know, bladder stones or what have you, diabetes, you are going to need a more restrictive diet than if you are a healthy individual. And that is the case with um, the vast, vast majority, almost all of the dogs that I get. So there is an educational component that, you know, we want to feed our dogs. And in the best case scenario, we should feed our dogs a wide variety of healthy foods. When it comes down to a very particular um, medical type of diet, that's not always possible. So it's even more important that the food that that dog may have to eat uh, exclusively for at least maybe a few months should be as nourishing not only to the particular condition, but as we talk about in canine nutrigenomics, to the dog at the actual cellular level. Mm -hmm. and. I've seen diets that come out of these uh, veterinary, you know, out of the universities, and they almost always are uh, 
formulaic and pretty much the same and contain things that across the board I would never put in a dog's diet, such as canola oil and a synthetic multivitamin uh, with, you know, synthetic vitamin D and synthetic, you know, just yeah. while that diet might create the numbers and, and, you know, this is what people often talk about in the pet food industry, you can create the right numbers, uh, meaning the levels of nutrients that we think a dog needs. And it's it really, I think, uh, very presumptive of us to think we know the ultimate of what a dog needs. Mm-hmm. But to meet those numbers can be done in horrific ways and can be done in right. ways that are really promoting optimum health. Right. So that's, that's the goal. And, and there aren't that many people really paying close attention to synergizing both of those aspects. Yeah. So you have a, a master's degree in animal science, and I have a bachelor's degree in animal science. And I'm, <laughs> I'm curious to know, because um, I remember what I learned about animal and companion animal nutrition. I learned more about uh, farm animals uh, yes. in my degree, but uh, the, yes. the section on can- companion animal nutrition was one, I mean, literally, it was one lecture, and it was basically going through the the crude protein and the crude fat and, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, that, that doesn't mean anything to me, really. Um, did you learn more uh, I mean, certainly about the the body and how it works, and the the physiology of that, and the and that aspect of it. But as far as um, getting this information, that's that's not sort of the industry norm. Like, how did you combine your education with getting mm-hmm. the the outside other knowledge as far as formulating real food for pets to help them heal? I mean, right. You know, unless so you're a holistic. Biggest, right, right. No, I, I agree. You know, I, I hear you. I would do great on a farm as well with formulae you know, for farm animals because that very much um, is uh, something that dominates the animal science industry. I was fortunate in that I was allowed the leeway to do um, my dissertation and a couple of other big projects on dogs as opposed to uh you know, ruminants or, mm-hmm. or something like that. But the real education, as it I think often does in life, came in the real world for me, and it came in the form of the book that I am the most proud of, which is Canine Nutrigenomics, mm-hmm. um, which was almost three years in the research and writing of that book mm-hmm. and, and pouring through um, just the latest of what was coming out almost daily on on that topic of food and gene expression and food and cellular health. So it was really learning to become a, which, which, which getting a master's helps you to do to become a supreme researcher. Right. Um, you know, and, and that was, I, I've always been inquisitive and enjoyed reading and enjoyed research, but um, writing that book opened the door to a whole new world of, of research that was out there on this really exciting topic. And, and it's so exciting, in fact, that, I mean, frankly, we could still be putting new information in and, and not have it published yet. <laughs> At right. one point, we had to say enough. Right. And that's the great part of an online course. You know, once that book was done, it was done, and you can say, well, you could write the next book, but you, you face the same problem. Mm-hmm. Um, an online situation is 
living and breathing and continually um, having the ability to be updated and adapted. So that's a really cool thing because if someone enrolls in the course in 2016 and we have all new information and redo the course in 2020, they benefit from all of that forever. Yeah. So, you know, that's great. And this is a this is a course that is available for registration now, and the website is myhealthydog.dog, and you can go on to um, and there's a a promotional promotion because you're launching this really now. Uh, just We're launching it now. Like you are our launch today. <laughs> you are, you are our you are our first. Uh, launch announcement and as a matter of fact we weren't going to launch it for a couple of more weeks but decided to for the show and we decided to give a promotion uh, for the show for until Christmas Day Um, and you know because we really do want as many people to partake of it as possible and and, you know like I said once you're enrolled you're enrolled for life so it's not a limited you don't have to worry about a time constraint on when you couldn't take it or go through it and you have your pajamas on and you know you can also sign up on the website to be notified when new courses come out we will have hopefully um, a continual flow of new courses that are interesting to people when we look forward to hearing from people we have an email address on the website with things that they might want us to write a course on Mm -hmm. so and what is the promotion um, just now through the holidays that people can take advantage of? The normal cost of the course uh, after the holidays will be $297, and we are offering a whopping $100 off uh, because we're really excited. And yeah. it's just we didn't plan it to launch at, a ho- at the holidays. It just worked out that way. It was actually the last holiday season that we started this. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been, you know, in the works, and we've been writing it for, you know, a year. And it just worked out that, uh, you know, it, it, the timing is right. So why not? Why not give your dog the best holiday gift you could possibly give him or her, which is the gift of health and, yeah. and, and, and good food? Yeah. So... And there, so is there, uh, people would go to myhealthydog.dog and, mm-hmm. um, you know, fill out the, the login information and um, select the course. And then when they're <laughs> paying, paying for it, mm-hmm. just there's a um, bar for the uh, coupon code. And what would they put in there to get that $100 right. off? And, sure. And that information, if they go to myhealthydog.dog, all of that information as well will be on the site. So they don't have to have a pen now or remember it. Perfect. And it will be, it, the code will be holiday 100, but it is right there on the site. Um, so, you know, if you get to the homepage, you'll see it. And you can also click on the course and read a lot more about it because I'm sure, you know, if it were me, I would want to know more about it. So we outline every module, what we cover, and, uh, and and talk a little bit more so that people can get familiar with it uh, prior to, you know, to purchasing. And, and of course, as we should, we offer a 30-day unconditional money-back guarantee. If for some reason, I mean, we've put our heart and soul into it, but there's nothing that, you know, there's, there's always going to be somebody that says maybe it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then no questions asked, we would refund their money. Great. 
So it's uh, normally two ninety seven, which is a great price to start for something like this. And uh, just uh, now through Christmas Day, you can use the coupon code HOLIDAY100 at checkout, and that'll save you $100 off, off the course. So definitely get on that. MyHealthyDog.dog is the website, and I'll post a link to this on our homepage and our, uh, when we post this interview on social media and all that good stuff. So you'll be able to get to that, uh, MyHealthyDog.dog. So let's uh, let's take a break and then let's come back with uh, Dr. Jean Dodds to join the conversation and talk a little bit more about this course and uh, how it's structured and what people might expect and also just have the opportunity to talk with Dr. Dodds again. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Looking for an easy way to give your dog's food a boost in nutrition? Or maybe your dog has a sensitive digestive tract, itchy skin, or is just a picky eater. We've had such great success feeding St. John Creamery raw goat's milk to our pack, and I recommend it to my clients all the time. You can get raw goat's milk for your dog all over the country. But if you live in western Washington, be sure it's St. John Creamery you reach for in the freezer section of your local independent pet supply store. You can also pick up your milk at drop locations around the area. Visit stjohncreamery.com to learn more. That's stjohncreamery.com. Your dogs will love you for it. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Northwest School of Animal Massage on Vashon Island, we cover the world of animals. This week, November 13th, it's Talk With Your Animals Sunday with gifted animal communicator, medium, and Reiki master Darcy Pariso. Darcy can help you talk with and learn about your animal friends or help you connect with your animal or human loved ones on the other side. So plan to give us a call. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. This is Julie Forbes. I'm excited to tell you about Farm Dog Naturals, a company that handcrafts herbal remedies for the all-natural dog. Quality and integrity are must-haves for anything that I recommend. Certified eco-friendly and cruelty-free, their products address issues like stress and anxiety, itching, hot spots, crusty noses, as well as pet urine, stains, and odor. Farm Dog Naturals is guaranteed, and I'm so happy with the results I'm seeing. Shipping is available worldwide from their website, farmdognaturals.com, or you can ask for them at a retailer near you. Again, that's farmdognaturals.com. Eric, people ask me to help them with all sorts of doggy challenges. I can only imagine. Oh yeah, dogs jumping on guests, new puppy questions, behavioral challenges like fear and aggression, even dog food sensitivities. You name it, and I've probably worked with it. But can you help people even if they don't live in Seattle? Absolutely. I've had great success with phone consultations and have even Skyped with people and their dogs from all over the country. Every dog should be approached as a unique individual. I've talked about this over and over again on the show. That's one of the parts of working with dog training and behavior that I love the most. Every client is different. If you're listening and you need help with your dog, just get in touch. I'd love to get you pointed in the right direction and answer all of your questions. Email me host at dogradioshow.com. That's me, Julie Forbes, host at dogradioshow.com. I look forward to connecting. Wait, dogs can use Skype? We're really living in the future. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Eric Ryder, Operations Manager for Alternative Talk 1150. We value your opinion and invite you to visit 1150kknw.com to fill out the 2016 Alternative Talk listener survey. Your responses help us shape Alternative Talk to your listening needs. And as a bonus, just by filling out the survey, you'll have a chance to win a prize pack featuring certificates from Quinault Beach Resort and Casino at Ocean Shores and the Melting Pot Restaurant. Complete contest details can be found at 1150kknw.com. So log on now. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. And now, back to the dog show with Julie Forbes. Welcome back to the dog show with Julie Forbes, and we're back with Diana Laverdeur Dunettes, and Dr. Jean Dodds is with us now. They are co-authors of Canine Nutrigenomics, the Canine Thyroid Epidemic, and uh, the creators of this new online course called Complete Canine Nutrition. Welcome back, Diana and Dr. Dodds. Welcome to the show again. Thank you, Julie. Um, So we've sort of talked just a little bit towards the end of the last segment about the course itself. And again, the website is myhealthydog.dog. I'm loving this .dog. It's the first time I've said it. I love it. .dog. Um, Myhealthydog.dog. And starting now through Christmas Day only, there is a coupon code that you can use for $100 off the course. It takes the price down by a third, over a third. Holiday 100 at checkout. And that information is right there on the homepage as you scroll down uh, to celebrate the launch. Uh, So you definitely want to take advantage of that now and get yourself registered for the course. And then you can move through the the course at your, you know, at your own pace. That's myhealthydog.dog. So Dr. Dodds, what, um, and then of course, Diana too, but uh, welcoming Dr. Dodds onto the show. Um, what is your what excites you about uh, offering this course? I mean, having such an accessible form for this information for people. I think the thing is that I get to work with my good friend Diana again, and we love working together. Uh, We're very passionate about what we do. We do things on time, and we're sort of obsessive-compulsive about doing it in an excellent way, and I I have to say that. And Diana has spent the um, yeoman's uh, work effort in getting the course together and, you know, the outlines for the PowerPoints and getting everything streamlined. What I do is just look at it, edit it, and think about it more from the clinical veterinarian's perspective as opposed to the animal nutritionist expert that Diana is. So we actually complement each other, I think, a lot. Mm -hmm. And why is it, why is this information important to the health of dogs? I mean, speaking to the role that nutrition plays. Well, I think from my perspective as a medical person, I would say nutrition is the key. Mm-hmm. It's the key to a healthy immune system and the ability of the body to resist disease. And what the audience needs to understand, like in our books, that what we write about for animals applies to ourselves too. Yeah. And so what we're doing with this complete canine nutrition course is we're teaching you the basics about nutrients and what they do to you as an individual, you or your 
companion animal as an individual because each individual is unique Mm -hmm. and has their own genome that controls the genetic expression of how their body sees health or presents disease. Mm -hmm. And so this is, it sounds like uh, very clearly that this is just the beginning of what you will be putting out with micro courses, you know, not just keeping all the information updated, uh, but but being able to go into depth in various directions so that if people have specific questions about uh, diet for kidney failure or kidney disease or a diet for, you know, this or that, that you'll really be able to get into some depth as you continue to develop content. I think, Diana, you would agree that once we get feedback as we go through the course, there are going to be people that have specific topics, as Julie mentioned, that need more in-depth coverage. And, and we're, we can't make one diet that feeds every animal with the same condition, whether it be healthy or diseased. We have to individualize each one, which is what Diana already does as um, a consultant and creates a, a specific diets for patients that I send her. And most of the people that I refer to, Diana, are not the easiest clients to deal with, right, Diana? <laughs> They're not, but, you know, Julie, that speaks to what we were just talking about, which is when your loved one is not feeling well, you're scared and you're confused and yeah. and you're wondering if you contributed to it. So, right, um, you know, and, and like Dr. Dodd said, and as we said uh, before, and I want to give this address, uh, anyone who, who does have an opinion about a future course they might like, feel free to email us at info at myhealthydog.dog. And that website address is also on the homepage. And, and definitely, you know, that's how we created this course, as you know, Julie, was from that very right. uh, lengthy survey. And that's how you create the best courses is, is to, to not put out what, what just what we think is important, but what dogs uh, you know, caretakers need to learn, mm-hmm. and that's that's what excites us. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and it's not just for Dalmatians at dot dog. One of the things I wanted to mention, and Julie, um, you alluded to it before we came on, and that is how important behavior is and, yeah. and social interactions in a home. I mean, the most important thing with our animal companions is they have to be able to live in the social environment with the family they live with. And all kinds of different reasons are going to make it difficult for that companion animal to interact with the family in a variety of conditions we already know about. But the most important thing about behavior is to make sure that the foods we feed are those that promote good memory and cognition so that the animal actually understands what you're asking of him or her. And I think the source of behavior, too, I mean, think about you know, I've been seeing a lot about, you know, parents sort of lamenting about Halloween. And it's like, oh, the day after or teachers the day after <laughs> Halloween because the kids are all juiced on sugar and it impacts their behavior. Right. So, of course, dogs Absolutely. are going to be impacted, too. Never mind the fact that the pet on Thanksgiving or Halloween or any of the other holidays may easily have been eating things that, yeah. <laughs> that aren't safe. Yeah. As well as food that's much too rich. Yeah. And so we have all of these conditions. I'm actually do I do a radio show once a month uh, from the East Coast, and we're talking about that just right now. The things that people don't even think about that animals can get on those holiday times when yeah. children, especially, are feeding animals treats they picked up on Halloween or oh. Thanksgiving or whatever. Right. 
So I make our dogs food. Uh, they get oh, they get all sorts of stuff, and I'm, we're really blessed to not have any dogs that have any severe digestive sensitivities. They're used to variety and have been their whole lives. Um, but I do make their food, and I'm I'm curious to know: Will I, as somebody who makes their dogs food, do you have recipe kind of information in this initial? course or is it more learning about nutrition like I see the dog nutrition basics the macronutrients and micronutrients and then there's this in the kitchen is that like mm-hmm. here's what you yep. can here's what yeah. you can in actually put in your food specifically telling we specifically say what they should you should be doing if you're feeding your own food mm. uh, raw if you're using it cooked if you're using obviously fresh human grade grade uh, ingredients and also if you have to feed some commercial kibble as well it's not so bad because most people can't afford to do total cooking let's say you have four great Danes. Right. i mean my god yeah. forget it right yeah uh, it would cost you more th- than you could possibly afford and so you have to balance i think diana we make that perfectly clear right that's right we always have said that you know the goal is never to be um an all or nothing uh type of situation where you make someone feel as if they can't be in the in the kitchen all the time cooking for their dog then it's not worth it at all because certainly it is worth it and and even minor steps can have huge impact but right. you know also as as you say Julie that module in the kitchen it takes you in the kitchen and if you're a, if you want to cook the food then we take you through a detailed, we don't want to just give recipes because then you're not getting knowledge. Mm-hmm. You're getting a recipe. Right. We want you to know exactly what we think you should be doing so that you can then become the creator. And we right. do the same thing if you're a raw food feeder. Mm-hmm. Well, you do the same thing for yourself, right? As yeah. you're creating and became more That's comfortable right. in your own kitchen, creating for your family. I mean, you do different things and you have fun. I mean, that's why cooking is so great, you know, or or raw or however you're feeding um, ingredients. And one of the things I think, Diana, that we really need to emphasize, and more and more and more with people that are feeding animals, is they should be gluten-free. They should Mm -hmm. be gluten-free. I say that again and again. Why? Because gluten's damaged just the brain even. You don't have to have any bowel problems or scratching problems or problems sensitivities that are obvious you can just it can just affect the brain mm. and that's yeah, true that's in right. people also mm. and we've forgotten that you can have a hundred percent gluten intolerance show up in the brain wow. you know how the body functions yeah behaviorally as well one of the things that you said dr dodds is uh is you know when i was re- referring to the relationship between nutrition and behavior um, and dogs being able to to live with us socially and and all of that stuff, but I heard, sort of shockingly, uh, heard uh, one of the biggest reasons dogs get brought to shelters is because of itching and right. allergies, and how much of that is nutrition related? You know, it's like, oh my gosh, these, it's uh, what a what a huge impact this kind of information can have on the well-being of dogs on a really, really broad level. Well, yeah, especially after you've spent two to $4,000 seeing a board-certified veterinary dermatologist, and I'm not criticizing them. They're doing all of the other obvious things for contact allergies and environmental allergies and feed this uh, 
gold-plated special prescription diet that is micronized and doesn't have any actual proteins in it. I mean, how could it be nutritious if it doesn't, you know? Right. <laughs> um, and, mm-hmm. and they haven't really thought about the basic understanding of what's wrong with this particular animal that's itching. Mm-hmm. From both of you, you both work with this, and you have your different your different uh, backgrounds and kind of lenses that you look through. Uh, what I'm curious, and Diana, you had said, and this is true, I think, with a lot of a lot of things health related, is that you kind of don't end up uh, being connected with who you need to be connected with until something's wrong. But I'm curious, mm-hmm. I'm curious what your perspectives are about. Um, if 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 we took theoretically if we just took um all, all if all dogs were able to feed you know to eat foods that actually nourish their body and don't cause some sort of you know that they don't have a sensitivity to and so there's an absence of that but then they're also eating food that actually nourishes their body and keeps their digestive tract healthy and the balance of bacteria and all that good stuff from the beginning what kind of a um, uh, sort of how different would the would the dogs, you know, do you think that a lot of the dogs that become ill who you end up kind of treating after the fact that those problems would have just been prevented in the first place? Like what percentage of dogs do you think that is? Well, and, and, and you know, and Dr. Dodds can give her medical perspective on this. Nutrition is key. But we live in a toxic environment, mm-hmm. and we also live in an environment of, um, you know, where where the people that, the, that we, you know, we said a minute ago, if you want to know how healthy your dog is, look at the person. Mm-hmm. And so we're passing down a lot of these lifestyle-related diseases, and there are other factors that come into play, such as, you know, vaccinations and environmental toxins and things like that. But when we feed and nourish the immune system and the cells, that dog or that person has a lot better fighting chance to not express the disease that could come out because of other environmental factors. Right. So can we say for certain what will occur? You know, it's more experiential to say that the better chance your immune system has of warding these things off, the better chance you or your dog have of, of living a healthy life. So nutrition yeah. gives you that you know, it, it stacks the cards in your favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the classical example is the so-called obesity genes that have been identified in people and in dogs, and there are genes that promote obesity. But that doesn't mean that you have to be obese. Mm-hmm. What determines whether those genes are turned on in a negative way for your body is your lifestyle and other environmental factors, like Diana just said. Mm-hmm. So well, what we have to do, right. even if we carry the obesity gene or we have a family history of it ourselves or within, the, you know, the animals, um, we just have to prevent the expression of those genes. Mm-hmm. You know, and for the first time in, in really throughout you know, kind of tracking these things in dogs, we're seeing things that we never have, the equivalent of, of type 2 diabetes, and basically, you know, adult dogs getting, getting type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, right. all of these things that are just occurring now for the first time that really are, you can trace to diet-related issues. Mm-hmm. One, yep. of the, one of the things that um, jumped out in our conversation earlier before the show was uh, talking about this idea of um, 
carbohydrates and um, there's a little bit of a misunderstanding, I think. And this is a reflect. I mean, this is a a mirror of the all of the thoughts, I think, and as far as what we feed ourselves as well. I mean, how many no carb, no carb, you know, kind of uh, approaches are there and and, um, you know, they certainly have value. But I think the 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 uh, distinction that it's not. Um, all carbohydrates. It's that we're talking about, like you mentioned, Dr. Dodd's gluten or maybe right. no grain, but there's other forms of carbohydrate that are necessary in vegetables and all that. Um, so I was interested that that was something that really stuck out in what you hear people say, and that's kind of a misunderstanding. Right. That's why we have a lesson about carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Talk about good carbs and bad carbs. Mm-hmm. Lesson number nine, I think that is. Um, yep. It's exactly for that purpose, right? Yeah. You know, the average gluten intolerant person in America, there's millions of us, myself included, mm-hmm. that are not genetically gluten intolerant because they don't have celiac disease, is a 37-year-old woman. And there's mm-hmm. millions of us that realize that we can't eat glutens anymore because it makes us fuzzy thinking. We lose our memory. We're not, not sure what we're doing. We get bloated all the time, even if we don't gain weight. Our body shape is disgusting. We don't feel good about ourselves. And all of a sudden, we realize that if we voluntarily stop eating glutens, our whole outlook in life changes. Our body shape returns. We have the energy that we lost, and we're sharp as a tack again. Mm. So how simple is that? And people, as Diana said, this is experiential. People did it because they said, I wonder if I should not be eating gluten based on what I read. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so that's why we have so many gluten-free foods now that we can buy everywhere for our pets as well as, of course, in the grocery stores. Mm -hmm. So this uh, this is really exciting. Again, we're talking about this new course that's being offered, Complete Canine Nutrition, uh, the creators of the course, Dr. Jean Dodds and Diana Laverdeur Dunetz, the co-authors of Canine Nutrigenomics, also the Canine Thyroid Epidemic, both excellent books. Um, I've actually interviewed Dr. Dodds about each of those books in past episodes of the show, so you can always go look up those as well if you want to get a little bit you know, interested in learning more about the Canine Nutrigenomics. Very, very fascinating stuff. Um, so this course is going to, and there's a coupon code now, you know, they're launching this course now, and there's a coupon code that you can use through the holidays. So it's good through Christmas Day, and it's holiday 100, and it's going to save you $100 off the course. The course is only 297 295 to start. 297 I think. Yeah. 297 mm-hmm. is such a great price for something with this much information that you'll get so much out of and use forever with you know, all the dogs that you live with. And I know for me, all of the people who I have contact with, uh, that I will be able to take what I learned from this course, not only refer them to it to take themselves, but to also just, you know, pull from it. And um, I'm really excited to um, benefit and for other people to really benefit from this information. And it's so important that we have more and more um easy access to this type of information because it isn't easy to find in this industry. And it's also uh, one of the things that you were really impressed by, Diana, in your experience yourself taking courses in the past about pet nutrition is that 
and you have, you know, you are educated and have an expertise in this field. So you know what you're talking about. And you'd be like, uh, that's that information is actually not correct. Like right. in the course yeah. that's being taught that you have paid to take, you know, so it's that's like right. the the value of um, quality, you, quality <laughs> information. And Julie, That's there's right. one other thing. There's a growing um, advertising by unqualified people, and I say that unprofessionally qualified as nutritionists, mm-hmm. in offering yeah. such courses to the public now yeah. as a means perhaps of generating money or visibility for who they are, et cetera. And we're very concerned about that. Yeah. So if people want to take a course, and it doesn't have to be our course, they have to be sure they know the credentials of the person teaching the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, That's Anna? right. That's right. Yep. Well, and it's the same thing with training and behavior. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, anybody can just say, hey, hey, you know, do this and make it up. And they're not, you know, you can't do that if you're going to be a a therapist or an accountant or, you know, (laughs) lots of other professions that are regulated, you know. Yeah. Well, that's just right. I've I've had people email and inquire as to whether the course is, quote, certified uh, and, and saying they're looking into others that are, quote, certified, but the certifying body is basically the body putting out the force. <laughs> so, yeah. um, right. you know, you really need to be wary of those types of situations. Yeah. Yep. Well, don't you love that word certified? Oh, God, it's like, <laughs> oh, how do I certify my dog to be a, you know, emotional support dog so I can fly with him on the plane? How right. do I certify? You know, it's kind of like, okay, it's a certification buy thing. a plaque, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I yeah. do want to stress one more thing, Julie, mm-hmm. while we wish, you know, this course could be all things to all people and all dogs. We focused it on, uh, we felt that it was best serving if we focused it on adult, adult dogs that don't have a pre-existing condition, mm-hmm. such as a kidney disease or yeah. a diabetes, yep. because then you're just talking about a very disjointed, you know, we wanted it to be, um, com- you know, it, to have a focus. Yeah. And right. so there will be future courses. There will be a course, I'm sure, that focuses just on puppy nutrition. Yeah. Right. Well, and those are situations, I think, with medical conditions where it's important for somebody, if they're dealing with that, would be to actually reach out to you, Diana, for a consultation. Because as you have said over and over again, and have as I have said the same thing over and over and over again around behavior, every dog is different. So you can't just say, oh, you know, do this and here's your, oh, you know. So there's uh, an importance to having that uh, sort of one-on-one, you know, your focus, your expertise is focused on that dog as an individual to help them if there's a medical problem. And this is definitely just a great place to start. And I'm so excited to take the course. I'm going to be talking about it as I go through it. Um, And... uh, Thank you so much, you two, for everything that you do for the community and for being here today on the show. And uh, One more point, you. Julie. Yeah. We don't want to eliminate the local veterinarian from this consortium effort to help the pet. Everybody has to be involved, and we want to help yeah. the local veterinarian understand why we're doing what we're doing so we can work with them as well. Yeah, for sure. Very important. Well, that's great. Right. Uh, the website, again, is myhealthydog.dog. I will post a link to it on our homepage and on our Facebook page as well, which, of course, is dogradioshow.com. If you've missed any of our over 400 episodes, you can find them archived online on iTunes as a free podcast, on our Facebook page, and on our homepage. 
Thanks so much, you two, for your work. And you guys go out and have a nice walk with your dog today. And don't forget to breathe deeply. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Never miss another episode. Listen to our podcast online at dogradioshow.com or download them for free on iTunes or SoundCloud.